1: Hello, and welcome to episode 90 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. We'd like to give a big thanks to Matthew Westmoreland for our newest five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts. Mike, he writes us uh, – his his review was, This podcast has been a huge game-changer for me. I play singer, songwriter, and bluegrass-type music, and this podcast has something for everybody. My favorite episode so far has been the one about how to write an email to an industry professional. It helped me realize for myself when the right time to reach out to an industry professional will be. Don't take my word for it. Stop reading this review and listen to the podcast. I believe you too will find something to apply to your situation irregardless of genre. Happy listening. Uh, and I thought that was cool to mention because he is a singer songwriter of bluegrass type music. And I would have never thought that someone that played bluegrass would have found this podcast and found it helpful. So I'm yeah, dude, that's
0: that. freaking rad. And, it, you know, maybe we got to get back to a uh, specific how to on a couple of things in the coming episodes. Yes. Uh, number 90, bro. Can you believe that? It's wow. like the tail end of uh, heavy, you know, hair metal is like tapering (laughs) off and we're about to get just walloped with grunge uh if we're going in terms of the years which you know i like to do every so often so i'm feeling it i'm feeling it We're, we're in a little bit of a transition period here but you know be patient Ladies and gentlemen, 91,
1: shit starts to really get good again. <laughs> r- 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 ramping up to episode 100, we're going to have to do something special to, when we get there. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, and who am I? I'm am your host, Mr. Blasco. And as always, I am joined by you, my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, currently on the West Coast, Mr. Mike
0: Mowry. My man, so good. We hung out last night. By the time you guys are listening to this, uh, the, that'll have been two nights ago. I uh, was fortunate enough to go join you and watch one of your badass bands crush the Roxy. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'm still gonna claim I'm from the other, the other coast, but yeah, it's feeling good to be out here. Your, your sun and warmth and uh, vibrant energy of this fair
1: city is treating me well. So nice. Th- thanks for the uh, warm welcome. Of course, in the last episode, we chatted about some hot digital marketing tips that was a really great episode, so check it out if you haven't already. Today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at Rockabilia.com. Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberjaw and get 15% off your entire order
0: yeah man i mean halloween is quickly approaching you got one week left more or less next weekend is when all the parties are going down i keep seeing the advertisements so many of you are probably already you've been to like 10 or 20 little haunted houses and you know are getting ready to go for the big shebang so if you need horror themed merchandise you got to hit Rockabilia. They got all kinds of crap. I don't even know what they have. They just told us to tell you that they got all kinds of crap. And I trust them because they've been supporting this show and our network for quite some time. If horror is not your thing, uh, the fall weather is coming into uh, form in most places. So head on over. You'll find something. And it's just so awesome because when you use that code PC Jabberjaw. You get 15% off of your entire order. When you tell them Blasco and Mike sent you, they they send us a little note and say, guys, thanks for continuing to support us. And it's just awesome. So get over there, check out. They got something for everybody. Rockabilia.com
1: is your place for merch. Today's episode is also sponsored by The Cool Kids over at Banzoogle.com, where you can build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Try it free for 30 days, and be sure to use the promo code MENTAL to get 15% off your first year of your subscription.
0: You know, what I found, Blasco, is anything that ends in Oogle seems to do me right. Every time (laughs) I'm driving around trying to figure out your city, I pull up the Google uh, in map form so i'm saying bandzoogle is a great place for you guys to start they host websites and really make it so easy you can pull in all of the third party uh kind of applications whether it's your band camp uh you know spotify you can integrate your merch store it's really just an amazing place for you to house everything in one place they make it simple it was made by artists for artists so bandzoogle.com code mental, get you 15% off. And once again, if you tell them Blasco and Mike sent you, they know you're listening to us and trusting us. Um, and if you've got a better solution, uh, you're always welcome to send it over. But we have
1: found these guys are great. So uh, please head over to banzookle.com This week, we talk about some tips for success. This is going to be killer. So let's get mental. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, I found a uh, guest post on HypeBot from TuneCore, and it is titled, Five Key Priorities for New Artists. So I thought this would be a uh, a hot one. Uh, And it starts off like this. For those fresh-faced artists just arriving on the scene, there are several important steps they must be sure to take in order to ensure they have at least a chance of success. Here we outline what the top five priorities of new artists should be. Number one, you have to build a team. If you have decided to pursue a career as an artist, you must know that you cannot do it alone. Having a strong team with experience and connections can be the key to furthering your career. A personal manager can be integral to an artist's career. The key is to find a manager who also has time and energy to dedicate to your career a seasoned manager will know the ins and outs of the industry and will help you navigate different obstacles. While beginning with a personal manager is beneficial, it is by no means the only route to building your team. You can start by filling. Any of the positions mentioned, for example, a live show is integral to building an audience for a lot of artists. So it may be good. uh, It may be that a good booking agent could be the first on the list. So, Mike, what do you think about that?
0: Well, Blasco, I am going to remind everybody who's been listening from the start that back in episode two, we covered how to find a skilled professional music manager to guide your career. Um, And so if you haven't listened to that, or even if you have, I would suggest you go back and, you know, at least spend a little bit of time with it because we cover that in depth. And, you know, building a team, Blasco and I would, of course, have to you know, know that it's such an important part of growth. And we talk all about how to build teams, when to build teams, which person to add at any given time. And if I recall, I mean, I think my gut has always said, you need to add the right person at the right time. Meaning, you know, it doesn't matter if your attorney's first, if your booking agent's first, if your record label's first, if your manager's first. It's the one who is able to add value to whatever you're trying to achieve uh, at any given time. Now, that said, we always caution, you don't want to jump into anything too soon. You don't want to lock yourself into anything you know for the length of your career while you're still figuring it out. And so, you know, spend your time making sure doing your diligence, who on your team, what is their reputation? What other artists have they worked with? You know, we have seen and we've even been guilty of it ourselves. You find someone and because they represent another client that's got a big name, you think, oh, this has got to be the right person. And inevitably, I think this guy says it perfectly. He says, the key is to find a manager who has time and energy to dedicate to your career. You know, there's certain times that when, you know, we're running around doing all of our things, we don't have time for certain for artists of certain levels. You and I at Blasco are at the point now where we're thankfully, I mean, we know how to develop artists, but but really, it's like we need to have artists that are on a certain level so we can pay attention to them and really be of maximum uh, value to them. So, I mean, I got to agree. Step one is you got to build a team. That's perfect. Um, What about you? What do you think?
1: I I go back to what you said that it, it's you got to build a team at the right time when necessary. Uh, for a brand new band, I don't think it's a prerequisite that you have to have a team or start building the team right away. And let's dig into a specific example. Last night, Mike and I uh, we were at a club in LA seeing an artist that I manage playing the third of three sold out nights at a venue, um, of which they receive their gold plaque for 500,000 units of sales of, you know, of a, a single of theirs. Um, <clears throat> those are, those are very specific, uh, uh, thresholds in a band's career. They got a gold record. They played three sold out nights in their hometown, right? These are, these are awesome moments. Um, keep in mind though, that when the band first started, um, it was the singer guy. He, he, uh, pulled together his resources. He didn't have a team, right? He barely even had a band. Um, but he, he hitchhiked to LA, found a video director. He had a vision. They made a video. They put it up online. The video blew up. He used his social media to, to promote it. It got to a point to where he could no longer handle it at that point he needed to start building a team and the first person that he put on the team was a booking agent that booking agent brought me in as a manager and then we started to build around that from there but the point of it is is that at the onset of him booking shows um, putting together a band writing songs uh producing songs you know get, getting music together up online selling it at, at shows uh meeting a video director putting a video together for one of the songs putting the band together and 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 hiring extras to be in the video all that shit was all done without a team right and then it got out of control and they needed a team so i think I agree with the sen- sentiment here. I just think that the, the matter of factness of you have to build a team, meaning for a newbie band, not necessarily uh, necessary until the time's right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, dude, that's so well said, and it's such an amazing story. You know the journey of of your client, and it's awesome that you can you know recap it for us here. And I I think you know so many of the developing artists that we've seen over the years, they. It, they ask, how do I find a member that's going to accelerate my career? When really, I think our advice throughout the first 89 episodes has been consistent do what you can control within your own career, and those team members will make themselves available to you. Meaning, you control what you can control. You work on your craft. You work on your art. You work on your brand, and you work on all of the things that we're about to talk about and for the remaining points of this, and these team members will find you. So, that's,
1: that's really what I want to emphasize. Fact. Number two, Craft. As an artist, you have to practice your musical craft like a professional athlete practices their sport. Even the best practice, only the best practice the small stuff. There are two main categories of your craft, musical, technical ability, and live performance. An important part of artistry is creating a distinguished sound. When practicing, you should find a common theme in your songs and develop a unique style practice is the most important part of developing your musical and writing abilities.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so counterintuitive in some senses because I think a lot of us that got into music, it was an alternative to things like sport. You know, it was you know, it's just a different culture, but that said, you know, there are these underlying principles, which is if you want to be the best, you got to work at it. And so I really like this. It's something that I don't, you know, I probably would gloss over uh, if I was writing these tips myself, but that's why I'm glad we look to other people because this is just really a freaking amazing point. And it's so true. You know, uniqueness is, Without being way too far off the deep end, I think is what allows so many of the artists that succeed, you know, um, that that different, you know, it's the difference maker. Whether it's a unique voice, whether it's a unique playing style, whether it's a unique fusion of different um, genres, that is the stuff that really, you know, cuts through. And as far as I know, you don't get that way just by waking up and snapping your fingers. You got to work at it.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, look, I mean, technical ability to me is, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know how important that is to me. It's more important of finding a group of like-minded people who want to take over the world. You know, it's, it, it's, it's like my, like a lot of our favorite bands the technical ability was not that that wasn't a thing like it's like we didn't listen to it go oh my god they're they're so great at that no it's like it's like we believe in their passion we 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 believe in the attitude we believe in in what their what their what their message is you know it's like the the technical ability is completely overshadowed with the, the, the 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 attitude of what it is right i mean it's like it, i think that you know the misfits is definitely not the most technical advanced but they play arenas now so like I, I don't you know i don't i don't think technical ability is something you need to focus on so much as much as like just crushing it with you know i, I like what he says here is like a unique style and And that is uber important. Um, And, you know, like I said, you got to like put together a bunch of dudes that are just on the same page in terms of killing it, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, on the flip side, and again, I was a hack in the band that I played in. I surrounded myself with, you know, other people that could play and craft songs. And and so my technical ability was not the deciding factor. You know, my passion and some of the other things I brought to the table made up for that. You know, that said, I mean, watching your band last night, just, I mean, there's some real, I don't even know if you're going to call it technical ability, just some real uh, actual talent and skill in playing. And though you have a star of a front man there, those other things rounded him out in a way that just, it, there's a reason why he can sell out three nights in a row at a venue, you know? And so I don't want to, you know, I think you and I are very similar and it, it, it's part of what allows us to both be managers and artists. Um, So I don't want to, you know, I agree. You don't have to make it all about the skill. You know, that said, there are certain bands I've managed bands that it is all about the skill. And so, you know, figure out what it is you're trying to do. And that's part of when you go through and hone your craft, that exploration of, well, do I want to be known to be the most technical, you know, and best performer? Or do I want to put on a show? And it's not to say
1: they're mutually exclusive, but usually uh, there's a fine middle ground in there. Yep. Number three, building a great live show. When it comes to establishing a position within the industry as a new artist, putting together a great live show is crucial. Live shows contribute to an artist's income and also give them the opportunity to potentially develop their fan base early on. No matter the genre, live shows cannot happen without fans. To heighten an artist's performance, they should focus on stage presence and fan interaction. It is important to keep fans interested and engaged so that they will come back to the show next time you're in town. Yeah, I mean, and this is the
0: part where when you want to talk about honing your craft, I mean, building a great live show, you know, Dennis from Refused, who's a dear friend of mine, I've worked with this band over the years. You know, I remember him telling me that he would practice, you know, everybody was like, dude, how'd you get to be such a good dancer? How'd you get to be so great with throwing the microphone? You know, and he sort of looks at him with this quizzical look like, well, I practiced, you know, and to him, I don't even think, I don't even know if he thought it was practice. I mean, he was watching, you know, James Brown or watching Elvis, or, you know, I don't remember exactly who his influences were, but like he was watching the greats who surely practiced and learning from them and, actually practicing. And it looks so natural when he gets up there on stage. The dude wasn't born with dance moves. I mean, he might've been born with a little soul and a little rhythm, but he had to hone those. And so, you know, a live show, and I I was just having a conversation about an artist who, you know, we've been trying to get signed and we've got some offers, but there's one label that we really, really, you know, would love to see an offer from, and they've got a show coming up in LA in November. And, you know, I told the singer, I said, "Look, dude, this this is it." You know, you've played for this label before. They want to see a change. Only thing you can control is how you are going to go out there and make it so they cannot say no, right? If they say no, that's their loss, but I want you to be thinking every single day, "What can you control?" And so you got to practice cuz a live show in this day and age is pretty much all or nothing Um, you know you don't get the benefit of breaking at radio before people see you live anymore it is now you are building live out of the gates videos being captured at any and all times it is what you lead with and if you can get that thing nailed and do something amazing and do it unique and the only way you do it is practice and playing shows and going on tours you fucking are a step above everybody else who's sitting there waiting for somebody to come and knock on their door, uh, you know, just because they've got a good recording.
1: I like to focus on the fan interaction part of this. Um, you know, it's one thing to be well rehearsed. It's another thing to get up on stage and look cool and be all that and, you know, whatever, have good songs and whatnot, but let's just try to imagine a scenario where there's an A&R guy in the audience, you know, looking to sign a band. Um, and you're, you're a good looking band. You get on stage, you do your thing. Your songs are decent enough. You can play your instrument. Um, the drummer control is sticks and the, you know, you guys can do fucking crab jumps together or in sync, you know, in full synchronization or whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, you guys like got your shit together. Right. But, there's no, there's no interaction with the audience. Right. And then the band that comes on after you isn't all that terribly well rehearsed. It, it, you know, isn't the, the most structured band, but they connect with the audience and the audience is super engaged. Right. And, and they do things that involve the audience to where the audience and the band become one. I guarantee you that A&R guy is going to be way more pumped on the less talented, less rehearsed, less structured situation that is that has the audience fully hyper engaged. That is what people like to see because that's indicative of a fan base, right? Anybody anybody can can go on Bandcamp or I mean could go on GarageBand and record their music and put it on Spotify. Anybody can do that, right? And but i always tell people i go that's cool and all and like you know yeah your music is is cool like you know what i mean but my opinion of your music doesn't matter go book a gig and see if people show up see you know see if you can get people hyped or whatever see if you can even pull it off you know do that first but like listening to your music isn't an impressive feat anymore cuz anybody can do it go book a gig and kill it that's impressive and that's what labels and managers, et cetera, are looking for. Yeah, dude.
0: I mean, what's so cool here is there's a lot for you guys to think about and do. I mean, here I am talking about you got to practice and make sure your show is great. And Blasco's telling you got to make sure you got great crowd interaction. The nice thing is they go together. You know, look at the mirror. Think of the mirror as, you know, if you're the front man, the mirror is the audience that you're trying to, to read, man. So there is a lot to do. But holy cow, if you break it down into manageable steps and really practice at it, that is how the goods become the
1: greats. You know, a simple tip here, Mike, is create the band that you think that you haven't seen yet. Create the band that you create the band, be the band that you want to see. Don't be a mediocre version of your favorite band. Be a band that hasn't been seen yet. You know, does that make sense?
0: Dude, doesn't make sense is probably the best advice we've given in fucking 90 episodes. dude. I mean, it's, it is that simple. I mean, you know, and again, I think that it's a process. It's not fluid. You're not going to wake up. If Blasco said to himself right now, who's the band I want to see, it doesn't just come to him. You know, one part of it might come to him, but then you build the other pieces and you learn while you're doing it. I mean, you know, it's so interesting because both of us, you know, we didn't really have to think about every step that we took, you know, and I guess maybe that's that's a good point here is like, as much as we're giving you a lot of like implementable advice that you can take action on, part of it is enjoyment. Part of it is just doing it. Part of it is being in a band for the sake of being in a band, not because, oh, we need to get signed. Oh, we need to go on this tour or that tour, or sell this t-shirt or that t-shirt. Blasco and I didn't start out. You know, to become fucking industry veterans. We didn't start out to necessarily run management companies or labels. We started out because we fucking love music. We love the community that music brings. And for me, I can say I had a hell of a lot of fun doing what I did to get to where I am.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, Number four, media. Record labels are not signing artists anymore, they are signing audiences. One more time on that one. Record labels are not signing artists, they are signing audiences. The first step a new artist can take to attract record labels is to build and establish a digital presence. A firmly established social media presence, as an example, can strengthen an artist's credibility and help accumulate a fan base across channels. Social media platforms have become a crucial part of an artist's marketability to potential labels. A strong fan base lessens the risk of investment because a label will have to put in as much time and money into an artist to get them to the next level in their career. I mean, dude, if I want to open a restaurant,
0: right, and I've sat there and I've honed my craft and I've started, you know, piece by piece feeding my friends who then tell their friends who come in and get fed by me and then families and it expands. And then by the time I go and open up my little, maybe I take a a food truck at first and there's a line, holy cow, when I go to open that brick and mortar restaurant and I need investment capital, who's going to come knocking? Everybody. But if I just think that I've got a good dish and I might have a great dish, right? I might be cooking all the time, but I've got no audience. I've got nothing that's been tested. You're going to find it so much harder for somebody to take that leap of faith with you. I mean, again, great food, great music kind of the same thing it's something that people are going to consume and so this is such a good point man this article is on point dude yes record labels are not going to just sign an artist they used to be able to do that because they could manufacture your audience Mm -hmm. and i don't mean manufacture in a false way they could get it into the people's eyes and ears and hands who are going to actually consume it. It's not like that anymore. Now the tools are in your hands. So don't take this in a negative way. This is an empowering thing. This actually should tell you everything that we're covering here. If you guys are are listening is you have control to do this stuff, right? You got to wake up. You got to think about it. You got to do it. But if you do it, And you fail and you get up and try again and you fail and you get up and try again and listen to this podcast for motivation and go and, you know, get in our community and, and, and find that inspiration. Because if you do that and you do it long enough, things are going to happen for you.
1: So, dude, I'm, I'm straight up stealing this line that (laughs) like, like record labels don't sign bands. They sign fans. They don't. They don't sign artists. They sign audiences. You know.
0: I, yeah. I, I mean, dude, you repeated it, and I was like, dude, that's well worth repeating. I mean, this guy's got as it, we'll steal one from our boy uh, JLD. Man, this article's got knowledge bombs just
1: dropping <laughs> left and right, dude. <laughs> totally. But like, I can barely even add anything to that because that is so powerful of a statement that you know it's like, man, you can you can spend all the time doing what you're doing, but Man, but the fan base is your currency. That is the thing. It's like, understand that the music business is a business and the fans are the consumers. And to a record label, them selling their product is really the only thing that they care about. You know, so many times I, 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 you know, I meet people and they're like, man, could you check out our music? And don't you think this music would really appeal to, you know, this label or this? And I'm like, you know what? No. I'm sorry. And I'm not being mean, but like, it's like, you're thinking about it all wrong in that. Will a fan or a potential fan dig your music? Yeah. You got to start there though, because get a you know, get a couple of thousand of those and then you're cooking with gasoline, you know, and, and then you've got something to talk about. You've got something to bring in like, Hey man, here's my case study. Here's the proof why you should sign my band because tens of thousands of people think it's awesome. Not because we think it's awesome. Of course you think it's awesome. It's your band.
0: (laughs) If you don't think it's awesome, we're all screwed.
1: And that's funny
0: because I, you know, that's, I mean, dude, such a great point because there have been times when I've found artists that I want I believe in more than they believe in themselves. I'm ready to go to work and willing to work more than they are. And I always thought that I could do it and get them to a place where then they would be ready. But it doesn't work that way, guys. I mean, you guys, I mean, I don't know. This is just such a fucking awesome episode. I can't believe we still have another point to cover.
1: <laughs> in final number five, um, branding. The fifth priority for a new artist is branding. Once you have put time and effort into your craft, building your team, establishing a digital presence, and getting comfortable on stage, your personal brand should fall right into place. Your brand is what separates you from every other artist in your genre. Branding is one of the most compelling parts of the music industry because it can be changed and manipulated in different ways. In order for a brand to further an artist's career, it has to be distinct. Although it may seem simple, it can take years of hard work and patience to change people's perceptions. Branding is about the little details that build up over time to create something marketable and unique.
0: I mean, I'm having a moment with one of my artists where this is just so true and the thing where it says it may seem simple it can take years of hard work and patience to change people's perceptions you know when i found this artist there was something about him that people just didn't connect with the industry wise and and you know certain people that controlled the the keys to the gates and you know they they believed in themselves and you know part of my role was to encourage them to not look how we're going to get from You know, a place of not great perception to complete acceptance overnight. It was going to be a gradual process and we could measure certain things as to how that was happening. And now they're absolutely being accepted by everyone. And it just proves, you know, that like you got to believe in yourself. So many of you are going to hear no. If you don't hear no, I actually worry for you because I don't know anybody who appreciates. What the hell they've got without hearing a couple of no's along their journey. Um, so, you know, branding is so important. We've talked about it, uh, you know, in most of our episodes. Going back to what I said earlier about radio, you know, you don't get to lead with music anymore. No matter how much you want, that time is gone and that's okay because music is only one component of it. But it just means that you've got to have all of your other things working for you simultaneously to writing great music. Hey, it is a lot of work. But the beautiful thing about it is, you can do it all in parallel. There's a lot of overlaps with this stuff. There's plenty of resources out there. There's communities out there. I'm seeing it each and every day, where listeners to this podcast, along with many, many other, you know, places where developing artists exist, um, you know, they are finding support and trading tips with one another. So to me, branding is kind of the everything, because. As your music will change, right? Music will change as an artist progresses, as they grow, as they get more and more influences. The one thing that's got to be consistent, you know, it will change as well, but it's got to have a strong foundation is your branding. So this guy, this guy killed it with
1: this article. Agreed. And, and, and just to add, before we sign off, it's like, you know, branding, is everything, like you said. And, and because of that, we have done multiple episodes that focus solely on branding. So anyone listening that, you you know, isn't, wants to know more about branding, whether you just, you know, Google a bunch of stuff, or, you know, you go dive deep into our you know, 80, 89 episodes. I mean,
0: right here, episode 52, there how to go. develop your brand image. Episode five was understanding your band as a brand. In episode 35, we talked about how to succeed in 2018. And step number two was your branding and story is more important than your music. There's even more, right? Yeah. Uh, we, Dude, the episode with Randy Nichols, where we talked about you know, all the stuff about understanding his band as a brand. I mean, dude, just so much stuff. Yeah. We're so fortunate. And you guys, we do have an amazing catalog of stuff to dig into.
1: Yeah. So go there. But uh, until next time, that concludes episode 90. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you have listened thus far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts?
0: You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MycoLoop. If you're looking for some more uh, detailed and structured ways to go about many of the things we talk about in this episode, OuterLoopCoaching.com is your place to go through our products uh, that have been developed through our experience um, in guiding bands through so many of the things we talked about today. Uh, Blasco, it's always a pleasure to be able to do this episode, you know, this podcast with you. Thanks to our boys at Jabberjaw. Uh, for supporting us and of course Rockabilia and Banzoogle are the sponsors of this episode rockabilia.com go over there 15% off using the code PCJabberJaw Banzoogle you get 15% off for using that code mental um, and yeah can't wait dude we're, we're, we're rounding out man 10 episodes away from 100 so we're starting to think of some great things for you guys so keep listening share with your friends dig in and listen to the back
1: episodes thanks everybody <laughs>